Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is July 12th. The Thunderdome era is over. R.I.P. in peace. It's dead. It's gone. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited so many of you wonderful people are here with us. Leave a thumbs up on this video. I can't tell you how important that is. Uh, subscribe, tap that bell for notification. You can send your super chats to get your question or statements right on the air. There's a little dollar sign button at the bottom of the chat to do that, like Brandon Charles Powell did saying goodbye, Thunderdome. But we got Denise Salcedo here with us. And guess what, guys? She'll be here Saturday. I'll be sending her some little scoop skis and notes live from Nashville. Scoops? Oh, this is very exciting. Let's be real. I, I already gave you a bunch of scoops off the air. Oh, well, that's true. Well, I can't, I, I wasn't going to reveal that you gave I mean, you're, you're, me I, off the air. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you're not going to reveal them off the record, but I, I already gave you say. some scoopskis. I already gave you some scoopskis, but she's going to be here Saturday with Steven Jensen reviewing Impact Slammiversary. I will be in Nashville uh, talking about the show. I got people saying, Sean, you got a new camera? You got a new camera? No, I just found the 1080p button on StreamYard. So I'm finally. Are you kidding me, Sean? I was wondering what was different about you. I thought it was just the way you were sitting or the way that you framed your camera. No. Why did you lower your chair? I thought you wanted to be taller than me. Hold on. I got the hydraulics. Is this a low Low rider rider. now? Yeah. Dear Lord. Oh, my God. Here I was thinking. So this whole time you just hadn't clicked the button yet. Yeah, I hadn't clicked the 1080p button. Uh, Ricardo says, Raw didn't exactly suck. Hi, guys. I thought it was the worst Raw in weeks, personally. But, uh, guys, you can get your super chats in there. What? You really thought it was the worst Raw? Yes. Yes. I definitely definitely did. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know what, Denise? You know what, Denise? What? It's an important day for me. Why is that? Oh, oh, wait, I know, I know. Continue on. No, go ahead. Uh, guess guess why it could be an important day for me. Oh, my God, would you look at these? Look at these beauties, Denise. The Saps one? 
Oh my god, it's the SRS one, the SAP one. I don't even know what you want to call it. Look at that. I thought you what were gonna model them for us though. That's false. Oh no, I, I'll be wearing them this week in, in Nashville. Look at these beauties. Look at these. GOI kicks on Twitter and Instagram, Glacier of Ice, my my friend. They've done shoes for Moose, for Shane Helms, for Ray Mysterio, for Edge, and for me, of course, me, who is just as good of an athlete as all those people that I just mentioned. I was going to say, what were your qualifications? Like, why did they decide to make the Saps one, the SRS one? You know, Edge wore their shoes last Friday on SmackDown, and I think Edge probably hit up GOI kicks and said, you know what? There's this great athlete, Sean Ross Sapp. He's got like a a 50-plus inch box jump, and that's a shoot, Denise. I I know you don't know what that means, but a 50-plus inch box jump, he needs – SRS ones. Look at those. Look at those. I'm not done showing you guys these, by the way. These, these, this is going to be recurring throughout this. GOI kicks. Should Holy I cheer crap. for you as you do this? You should. I'm react? I should get a, I should get a track. You should give me like a cheer, applause, sign yeah. or something. Scott Young says, Hey, Sean had to unsub, for, unsub from select because of money problems, but I just got a job. So I'll be resubbing in a couple of weeks. Uh, actually working now enjoy i mean you just sent us the uh, the amount that fightful select is but you know what whether you subscribe to fightful select or not we appreciate your support you do not have to subscribe to fightful select for us to appreciate uh you for being here but you know what i did drop a pretty big scoop ski on fightful select today i dropped two or three actually i started off the day by revealing how mlw can use the lax name there's a new lax in mlw and it's awesome it's danny limelight and slice boogie and julius smokes and conan and then i had a a quickly confirmed scoop that griff garrison had signed with aew full-time and then tonight as raw went on the air i got an update on sonia deville and a possible return to the ring that's at fightfulselect.com right now and that's in addition to my backstage report podcast 15 to 20 minutes of exclusive news and then tomorrow tuesday I'm doing a live Q&A, 5 p.m. But Sean, Brandon, you know you should be really nice to me on today's show because nice I, you every I day. have all your scoops, so I could literally just tweet them all out right now. You could, but I know, I totally at, least, could. I know at least one one person would stab you for it. Who, you? I mean, I mean let, let's be real. At least one of the people I mentioned, you, you don't want to mess with them. Right. Hey, I'm going to publish Exa- exactly. this now. Watch exactly. me. Watch me. Brandon Charles Powell says, excellent Buddy Murphy interview. One of my favorites for sure. Yes, yeah, so Denise um, I interviewed Buddy Murphy. It was his first post-WWE interview. Uh, I appreciate all the love everybody's showing. It was very wild. Like, his his confidence seems shaken. Like, he he doesn't seem like, by the way, I forgot to put the, the, the frame on there. But Way to go, he, Sean. I know, right? You I know, thought you were just doing a new thing. That's why I didn't say anything. I was like, <laughs> no, okay, not it's a new look, so I'm not going to say anything. Not at all. I just forgot to do it. Um, his confidence seemed a bit shaken. Like when I was talking to him, it seemed like he just wasn't sure what was to come for him. And I'm like, what, are, you, are you kidding me? People are going to be falling all over themselves to book you. And when I asked him, did this affect your love for – pro wrestling he said yes absolutely 
That's that's heartbreaking to hear, Denise. And it's something that, sadly, he isn't the first person to say something like that, and he isn't the first person to show signs of that, which is very, very uh, – that's not something you want to hear all the time, I guess. That interview is up on YouTube.com slash Fightful Podcast platforms everywhere, my friends. Uh, that did, I think, over 35,000 views already. So did the Adam Cole interview from last week. Our watch-along, our Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier watch-along, over 40,000. So I hope you guys are tuning in for that. These big fights, we're going to make it a, make it a hangout every time. Fightful Fight Night. So make sure you guys check that out. And, of course, this weekend – we got money in the bank. We got Slammiversary. I'm going to have a prediction show this week with Kate Hensler. It's probably going to go up, um, I think, noon tomorrow, I think, is the time we set. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't sue me or anything. But, yeah, uh, myself and Kate will be up uh, noon tomorrow. But I guess we've got um, Raw to talk about. But you know what? Our viewers don't want us to because they're still saying Sean's interview equals us getting Murphy versus Brian Cage. I doubt that. I get the feeling that that was probably going to be booked regardless, but at least Omar Diaz is saying I'm the nicest guy around. And uh, Jeff L says, does Denise, does Sammy win on Saturday? Like Bandito did. Holy crap. I was that- so happy about that, by the way. So, so happy that they did that. Me too. Denise. So we didn't cover this last, obviously yet. Roosh loses the ROH world title to Bandito. That was a shock. It was, but I definitely think it was the right call for them to make Bandito champion. I mean, he is a guy that can have amazing matches with just about any opponent that you were to give him, especially now with crowds coming back. That's somebody that people are definitely going to pop for every time. I'm so excited about Bandito being champion. Like, it made me happy. It really oh, it was, did. It was a great moment. I think Roosh's time had kind of passed. It was, he had like the unfortunate misfortune of being the champion during the pandemic. And that's what a lot of people will associate it with. Uh, Bezos says Sasha and Bianca SB looks in W appreciation chat. They look like Bianca stars. Made her own dress. I could not, not believe surprised. it. I was, I mean, I could believe it based on the gear that she does, but still to make an actual dress and it looks so great. I had no idea. I went on her page and I saw that she, that she said the dress was made by her. I was blown away. It's fantastic. Kate, who is doing the show with me uh, tomorrow, says, "Was at ROH behind the fan housings. The fans went nuts." Yeah, okay. I know. I know that there were some people who didn't quite understand the seating. That they were like, "Oh my gosh, nobody's there." They had spaced out seating. The, ROH has been very, very careful uh, with with things. So. I thought it was uh, very enough. obvious, though, that everybody yes. was spaced out because you look at it and like you first glance and obviously you see all these giant gaps, but then it's like automatically it's obviously like, uh, hey, they're doing these um Buddy, it's never obvious to some wrestling fans, let me tell you. Uh, DKC Returns says, Sean and Denise replaced Steven Larson in my 11 p.m. time slot. I'm totally okay with it. It's because they don't do a show anymore. You I was all did- telling you that. I was like, we took your viewers, y'all. I love it. I, thank you, Steven Larson. I love those guys. I don't love that you all didn't invite me to the Friday show. Okay. I, I felt. I felt so left out. Let me just say this. That is something you got to go and argue with with Luke because I did not schedule the talent. I did not schedule the people. That is not part of my job okay. description. So please settle that with Luke. I will. He invited me on something else before that happened anyway, though. Cyclops wants that baby face fire, Denise. He wants SRS. Oh, SRS. I'd rather talk about SRS. Raw. Could you please just talk about Raw? No. 
Let me see. Okay, yeah, we can talk about Raw. Uh, Intangible One says, did you give her two scoops of Raisin Bran? No, but I did give her two actual wrestling scoops that uh, will not be revealed. But Norm Summers says, what's good, SRS and Hollywood Hammer? Watch Dark Elevate. I think you mean Elevation. And the Home Run Derby caught a bit of Raw. It was good for a, a good Raw, but uh, just okay for a wrestling-type show. Eh, there was some stuff I really liked on this Raw. And I think... We should get into that first. Why not? Let's get into that first. Bobby Lashley, Xavier Woods. So I'm a bit torn. I was I was definitely not in favor of Xavier Woods winning at first. By the end of the night, Denise, I was like, well, if it gets us that, okay. It definitely made sense, obviously, afterwards with the way that everything ended. We saw a very, very, uh, I think a different version of an angrier Bob, Bobby Lashley. I was going to say Bob Lashley because I was making a joke about it on Twitter today and it stuck. Anyways, but um, I thought we saw an angrier version of Bobby Lashley. You know, he got, he, he's pissed off. I like this, you know. With the match itself, I, I, you know, if it was any two other guys, so, you know, obviously with Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston and all of that, the way that Xavier Woods defeated Bobby Lashley in this match, I actually thought if they weren't, you know, if Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston weren't friends, they weren't a tag team, hell, I would have added him to this match based on this finish um, from tonight's match. I liked it. I mean, it was very fast. It wasn't anything that was completely, you know, blow away or anything like that, but just the fact that, you know, Xavier Woods got this win, obviously with that inside cradle, whatever, but still, nonetheless, he got the win. I actually would have uh, would have said, I would have said, hey, add him to the match. But obviously, that's not going to happen given that Kofi's in it. But still, either way, uh, I like how this sort of played out for the rest of Raw. And even, well, we'll talk about more what happened towards the end. But still, I liked how it played out. So I have a lot of conflicting feelings about this. One, the match is good. It's Xavier versus Bobby Lashley. It's going to be good. Uh, I am all for... Somebody winning with it with a inside cradle, small package. Do not mind whatsoever. Sometimes good pins pin good wrestler wrestlers. I'm okay with that. Bobby Lashley losing six days before he's defending the title as a way to show, oh, he can lose when he's facing a person that has already beaten him. I don't think that's the way to build up to what we assume is going to be Big E. Um, I would make him as untouchable as possible, as dominant as possible. But that being said, I, I'm not going to be mad at Xavier Woods getting big wins or anything like that. Xavier Woods is incredible. He's he's wonderful. See, I was going to say the same thing. Like, obviously, you don't have your champion losing a match right before this big pay-per-view, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think that the fact of how everything played out, it's almost like they told the story of this being sort of a wake-up call for Bobby Lashley. And I just think that by the end of the night, I completely felt differently about him losing and that is that is the one thing that I will have to give them credit for today because he could have easily just left it at that and you know that they would have done it where he could have just lost and that was it and nothing else would have been a followed up whatsoever on the show but they did follow up with this on the show and I actually liked how it turned out yeah I did too so again th- there's a bit of conflicting feelings as a sexy peasant wants more Oliver the cat Oliver the cat's got the night off uh, but yeah, the, it's like, man, I'm, I'm always for Xavier winning. I wish they would treat their champions like their champions were something special. I wish they would be protected. Um, I, I've got some big problems with how they book champions. 
Uh, that's just the way they do it. Later on, we see New Day backstage with uh, Lucha House Party. Uh, I loved Lince Dorado's mask tonight. They're talking about the SummerSlam party, all that stuff. That's cool. I'm down for that. Sure, that's harmless. They're told that Bobby Lashley is coming back tonight. And uh, Bobby Lashley does come back tonight. Backstage, MVP is interviewed about the loss, and they're they're playing into this thing that like Bobby Lashley has been made soft by MVP. I don't know that that has necessarily been a plot point until recent weeks when it's been convenient for them because the entire thing, like getting rid of the Hurt Business was because they were making him soft and all that. So um, I don't, it's like they pull these plot points out of nowhere and they apply them to something because I had somebody say, oh, well, Lashley losing is because MVP's been making him soft. And I'm like, since when? Like I I, I, I tune out commentary an awful lot because... Usually it sucks. It definitely did before. Uh, it definitely did before Jimmy Smith, but I, I don't remember that being like a huge plot point. I definitely have to agree because it wasn't like the last several weeks. It was very noticeable. Oh, hey, MVP's been making them softer or whatever. No, of anything, it was more of like you know you bring in the women because that's obviously you know. He's champion. He's celebrating. He's a guy. You're going to want to bring in the women. You're going to have the expensive suits and the clothes and this and that. Are you saying that they're bringing in women to to keep him from being soft? No, I'm not. Are are you saying that they're bringing in women so he doesn't get caught with a small package? Are you saying that? Oh. What the hell? Oh. (laughs) All right. This has gone off. No, no. (laughs) First of all, first of all, my mother is a respectable woman, okay? Mother of five, and Sean, I will kill you. I will kill you with my bare hands. Wow, that's a threat. Report that that as violence. That is a threat. Mark it, bookmark it, do what you need to do. Put it in the Netflix documentary when I end Sean Ross, sap the dirt sheet boy. I don't care. You do not mess with my mother. Denise. Denise, stop I will put those shoes where the sun don't shine. Wow, that's rude. So, (laughs) we see a promo. Wait, hold on. That's rude? You were trying to get at my mother. Didn't try. Anyway, uh, MVP's backstage (laughs) telling the ladies, like, listen, anything anything Bobby wants, he gets tonight. Anything he wants, he gets. Fill up his glass, give him a shoulder rub, whatever. Uh, then we get the VIP lounge, and he's rolling out the red carpet for Lashley. And Lashley ain't happy. Lashley's like, girls, get out of here. I want to talk to MVP in private. And my favorite thing is I'm like, well, why is he doing it in front of everybody? And I'm like, wait, nobody's there. So he is talking to him in private. But um, this was one of the best promos that Lashley's cut in WDB. And I see a lot of people saying, Oh, his promos are so much better. He's improving so much. Lashley has been this good at promos. When he's allowed to do promos like this, he has been this good. Go watch 2016, 2017 TNA wrestling. That was Bobby Lashley. It's like he woke up one day and he goes, I'm the baddest dude in this wrestling world and I'm going to act like it. That was him. Uh, He throws throws furniture everywhere denise he threw the leather couch you know leather same like the leather on my shoelaces on the srs ones he threw those around that was impressive but he said and he even said the bullshit stops now 
we're getting back to to me beating up everybody. This was amazing, Denise. This was great. It was one of my favorite things on Raw all year. I love the way that they ended tonight's show. And I think because, okay, so part of me, so when MVP was calling him out and he wasn't coming out, I started thinking like, oh, this is, he's probably just not going to come out whatsoever. Uh, he, I think he finally comes out like the third time around that they call him out. So the moment that he started coming out, it's like, okay, they're definitely going to, this is it. Like, this is it for the girls. They're gone. This is it. They're not going to come back. And right away it was like, okay, get out of here. Like, this is a one-on-one type of thing. So I like that they jumped right into it. I do have to give credit also to MVP here because his facial expressions when, you know, he kind of never seen the side of Bobby Lashley. So I liked how that came through. And I also, I mean, what can I say that, people didn't already see when they watched raw tonight was definitely that Bobby Lashley just came out here and he was pissed off. I think what really brought this segment to another level too, was the way that he was so dominantly tossing out the furniture. You know, there has been, there's been several weeks where I'm like, yeah, Bobby Lashley's great. Bobby Lashley is good and all of that. But there were a lot of weeks where I thought he was boring, where I thought he was stale. And even at the start of his championship reign, you know that I wasn't completely on board because I didn't think he was all that exciting. Uh, at least on WWE, okay? But then as things progressed and, you know, he had more time as champion, that's when I really started seeing, like, this other side of Bobby Lashley that we hadn't seen in WWE before. I'm going to emphasize that again. And then I was going to say, even today at the top when uh, when he was facing Woods, I started thinking to myself, you know what? Maybe I don't want to see Bobby Lashley as champion anymore. But I will tell you, by the end of the night, I wanted to still see Bobby Lashley as champion. I was so happy when he threw all that furniture around. That was so cool. Mainly because that furniture was absolute garbage, Denise. He wouldn't have done that if he walked in and he saw some all-form furniture there, Denise. He would have looked at it and he just said, you know what? This is good stuff. He would have taken it apart because you can do that with all-form furniture. Maybe you got the double chase. You can take it apart, have half. You can have one chase. That's what's wonderful about allform.com slash Fightful. And Bobby Lashley would not have done that to Allform because it's spill resistant, it's stain resistant, it's scratch resistant. So even if he would have thrown it, it wouldn't have damaged it. I got cats. They do not care about your furniture. And fortunately, Allform does uh, care about your furniture. They want to make sure it's taken care of. They want to make sure that your pets don't mess it up. They want to make sure that a random Bobby Lashley doesn't show up and just destroy all your stuff. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Helix mattresses and how they changed my life. Now they're in the furniture business with Allform. It's the easiest way you can customize a sofa using premium materials at a fraction of the cost of traditional stores. You pick your fabric, and like I said, spill, stain, and scratch resistant. The sofa color, the color of the legs, the sofa size, the shape to make sure it's perfect for you or your home. They got armchairs, love seats, all the way up to an eight-seat sectional, like in all kinds of shapes, C-shapes, U-shapes, everything. It is fantastic uh, you can buy more seats later on if you want your all-form sofa to grow, change whenever you move. They are delivered directly to your home with fast, free shipping. In the past, if you wanted to order a sofa, it could take weeks or even months to arrive. If they're on back order, you'd need someone to come and assemble it in your home. You might have to find somebody with a truck to go pick it up, but all-form takes just three to seven days to arrive in the mail. You can assemble it yourself within a few minutes. No tools needed. 
Uh, I am not good at putting stuff together and following instructions like that. My ADHD is a little bit difficult with that. The all-form sofa was so easy. And uh, let me tell you guys, we got a deal for you. All-form is offering 20% off all orders for our listeners at allform.com slash Fightful. You get 100 days to decide if you want to keep it, if it sounds a little bit risky. If you don't love it, just like the Helix mattress, they will pick it up for free. They'll give you a full refund. Hot dog. They even offer you a warranty forever. Denise, who has a forever warranty? I don't know. I didn't even get a forever warranty on the SRS ones. Well, actually, I kind of did. Um, I kind of did, but we'll talk about that later. But allform.com slash Fightful. Even if you uh, haven't checked them out, check out the link, allform.com slash Fightful. Just let them know that you're poking around there. They're on Twitter at allformhome. Uh, I love this sponsor. I ordered a double chase because we are hopefully moving within the next year. And I wanted to go ahead and get the start on some furniture. And I'm moving half of it in here. And that's the wonderful part. I can move half of it into my office. And then I can put the other half together whenever we move. Very excited about that. Allform.com slash Fightful. We have some super chats about this Lashley segment, which was a fantastic segment. Um, but uh, Colt Bado says, man, I wish Lashley said, Kofi, you thought your Lesnar was short. Wait until our match. But it's still a banger of a close. That's that's pretty. That's a pretty good line. And Brandon Rosen says, "Best promo from Bobby Lashley I've ever heard. It was a good one. He did do some really, really good work uh, in Impact Wrestling, though. I wish I wish you all would seek it seek it out. But we did get some unfortunate news today, not related to Raw. Terry Allen Jr. says, "Mr. Wonderful Memories, his soul will be in heaven." And uh, we had Drew Lytle saying, "Just want to say thank you to Paul Orndorff, an icon of wrestling." a textbook heel, and a very underrated icon in Hogan's Rogue Gallery. Denise, funny enough, my favorite Paul Orndorff moment involves Hulk Hogan, and it's actually at their Hall of Fame. Paul Orndorff, I don't think, was too keen on Hogan in the years after, and when Hogan goes by to shake everybody's hand, Paul Orndorff just looks up at him. He's like, no. (laughs) That's my favorite Paul Orndorff moment. That was fantastic and we got to mention the music too i mean come on the theme song one of the greatest of all time so really sad news to hear obviously on wednesday on the listen you boy uh jimmy will expand on mr wonderful paul orndorff he was a, a big fan of paul orndorff's uh tragic it's it sucks it, it really does we send our love our condolences to his friends his family his fans uh it is it is tragic it really is Omar says, Denise, watch your language. Brandon Campbell says, both of you are glowing tonight. Either you really like the show or you're happy it's the last Thunderdome show. I'm We're very glowing? happy. Yeah, I mean. I just, I'm sweaty, so. You've got good lighting. I've got 1080p. My lighting isn't that good tonight. But I am very happy that it is the last Thunderdome show. RIP the Thunderdome. Piss off. Never come back. I feel like even though this Friday we're going to see like a live crowd and it's only a couple of days away, I still just feel like it's years away, though. Like, I feel like until Friday, I really yeah. don't feel like I can get excited just yet until I physically see it. It feels far away from now still. And it wasn't even till this weekend. I was like, wait a second. I'm going to be in Nashville Friday. 
So I'm, I'm still going to get to watch the show, but I won't be on the post-show review. Joel Pearl will be with, with Jeremy. And it's like, oh, man, I, I'm going to miss that. But I will be here with Denise on Sunday. We're talking money in the bank. That's going to be a lot of fun because, I mean, my God. Are you going to be back from Nashville? Yes, I'll be back from Nashville by Sunday. I'm staying till Sunday afternoon. We are driving in. It's about a four-hour drive. So I'll be back in time for for Money in the Bank and all that stuff. Uh, But Norm Summers says he knew we couldn't coexist. It's true. We can't. And he meant dark elevator. Uh, Okay, I see what you you meant there. Fear and loathing in New York said, Sean, Denise recently mentioned how dinners with her last around six hours. Did you get to experience this in Florida? No, actually, I didn't. In fact, our our dinner in Florida, it was pretty quick. It was like a pizza joint, pretty oh, quick. I was and trying then, to remember what I was talking about with the six hours thing. But I and remember. then I'm going to bury some of our colleagues, Denise. Because oh, I was okay. Real I hung- me. No, not you. Absolutely not you. Not your fault. I was real hungry before the AEW pay-per-view. And I was like, hey, let's go to this place that I thought was – that I keep hearing was really good. And then the other – the other so-called journalists, they said, oh, no, let's go to this bar. Let's go to this bar that didn't serve food, Denise. Fortunately, I had the hookup. Your boy had the hookup, and somebody was tailgating outside the show, and they said, hey, SRS, come on and bring those hack journalists with you too, and I got us fed. Sean, all I know is that I ate the worst nachos of my life oh, at Daly's place. They were, they were terrible. I spent $11 on the worst nachos ever. All right. I, and that was very depressing for I me. I will never that trust. That was my dinner. Never trust arena nachos, venue nachos, ever, never, they're never not, anymore. They're not terrible here. Eh, they're yeah. pretty okay here. But they were terrible at Daly's place. I wanted to cry. They were so salty. And the cheese wasn't even cheesy good. Worst worst nachos of my life were at the Cleveland AEW show where I got my hair cut. They were so bad. So bad. That was my uh, dinner that day. I didn't eat anything else other than those shitty nachos. Elliot says, them journalists need to be tarped off. Funny enough. So that's a joke between John Alba and I because when there were fans, without fail somebody sending me pictures of areas tarped off of the arena like oh my god look they've tarped it off when we were walking into that bar that i just mentioned we were across from a minor league baseball stadium and a ball comes sailing out of there right into john alba's hands (laughs) and we walked up to him right there he just caught it right there it was amazing (laughs) it was Uh, perfect timing for him too (laughs) Cyclops says, I'll miss the dome when I hear the first what chant. I'd rather have what chance. I, I, I hate to say that because I loathe what chance. I don't want the Thunderdome ever back again. Intangible girl. Oh, intangible one says, girl. Of course you are. She says, Do you think they'll try to shoot someone in like uh, Hogan or another legend to p- try to pop the live crowd on SmackDown? Yes. I think they'll probably do something like that. That makes sense, right, Denise? Uh, does it make sense? Yeah. Do you, uh, I guess I think considering, <laughs> considering the options. Oscar says the end was great, but I don't know if Bobby had to lose for that motivation. Also does Xavier has a chance, have a chance at the title now. I completely agree with you, Oscar. I don't think Lashley needed that. He could have just said, what are we doing with all these women and this, this shitty furniture that is not from all form like that. That should have been it. Denise. He should have said MVP. Why are you, why are you messing around? With this 
furniture that isn't from all form. I'm sick of this bullshit. That's you know what, what? I was going to disagree with you, but now that you kind of got me st- that you kind of got that going, considering, you know, Bobby Lashley comes in with these very fine suits and is used to the fine stuff in life, he could have complained. So that I guess that makes a little sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, other things did happen on Raw, uh, even though I choose to not remember much of it. This Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre segment. So Jinder comes up on the motorcycle that he just started a ride two weeks ago that we had never seen before. And this is a lot like the MVP making him soft thing. Um, We never saw this motorcycle that meant so much to him before two weeks ago. So we knew it was getting destroyed. And it did. So they had destroyed Drew's sword. But Drew goes, ha pal, it's a replica. And then tears up the motorcycle. Okay, whatever. So two things here. Surprisingly not. I thought gender actually came out, came up cross during this segment as pretty likable for some reason. And I get it. He wasn't supposed to come off as likable, but it kind of worked for me. It kind of did. Mm-hmm. But with the whole sword thing and the whole uh, motorcycle thing, to be honest, it's kind of like the exact same thing or not the exact same mm-hmm. thing, but it's pretty similar to what they're doing on SmackDown with Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin's crown, except they got the crown. They got the sword. He's t- he's getting his car repossessed, and you know he's g- and Shinsuke's getting it in an auction. Okay, well here you have the motorcycle. So for me, it was too s- somewhat similar. Where I just kept thinking to myself, "All right, this is pretty much almost the exact same thing that I'm seeing on SmackDown." So I wasn't necessarily crazy about this whatsoever. But whatever. He ruins the motorcycle. I just like, I feel like a lot of the times when you see like a vehicle getting destroyed, because there have been so many classic moments where we've seen vehicles getting destroyed, that if you're going to destroy any sort of vehicle and it's kind of lame, you got to do it in a really good way for it to actually get over, for me to actually pop for it. I'm not going to pop for just this little simple beatdown on a motorcycle that, again, like you just said, has only been with Jinder Mahal for like two weeks or so. Now, if this had been like months longer, we were seeing him with this motorcycle and we all knew it was his treasured love, then you know what? I'd be like, dang, that's pretty messed up. Like if they were to mess up Matt Riddle's scooter, I would feel bad and be like, you know what? Matt Riddle loves that scooter and look what they just did to it. Yeah. So yeah, you got uh, the motion for it. Uh, of course, Drew did the, hey, gender up here, which made me pop. Anna Bauer rolling over in her non-existent grave right now. Uh, but to me, there's so much source material to draw from, from gender Mahal and Drew McIntyre. They have honest-to-God history. They were together at some of the lowest points of their career, and they both overcame that, overcame being fired, came back and won the WWE Championship. They, they're, they're so close, and there's so much history that everybody knows about, but what WWE is relying on is a sword. sword and a motorcycle. You could like anybody could write this in their sleep and do better than this. After all that, all the stuff they've been through, all the stuff they've been through, this is what WWE draws on. That's the lamest shit ever. That is the dumbest thing. People just really care about their swords and motorcycles, you know? Colt says, so I guess WWE is selling a toy of Drew and the bike you can destroy. LMFAO, so this segment was to sell toys. Yeah, he threw that. Really selling that? I'm sure they will. Yeah, he he slammed the bike down on the concrete. You know, 
kind of like the concrete leather on these SRS ones. Look at that, Denise. That's beautiful. They look gorgeous, Sean. GOI kicks. Oh, it's it's magnificent. It's magnificent. It's hard to find, you know. So later on, Drew gives us another history lesson about Icarus and money in the bank. Okay, whatever. Sure. I'm I, I thought we were gonna escape the history lessons. Like, like are they trying to make him as as uncool as possible? Because Drew is a naturally likable guy. He comes across passionate in all of his interviews, and he's a nice person. This is weird. Do you think that maybe that's why they're doing the history stuff for him to hit harder, like for it to hit harder at home that he's a passionate guy? Because I feel like usually if you're trying to tell that if you want to get the point over that someone's passionate, you want to have them, you know, give this big encouraging story and you only find encouragement from, you know, people from the past. And, oh, he's he's so inspired by, you know, past stories. I don't know. Do you almost feel like maybe that's getting him over? All due respect, I wish he'd be passionate about anything else. It kind oh, of me they think it might be working. Oh, hell, Johnny says baseball stadium nachos are the best nachos, not the ones I had at Great American Ballpark recently. Intangible ones are pretty good. Intangible, yeah, I'd say so. Intangible uh, one says, I, I've heard if you stick some all-form furniture and a Helix mattress together, it'll make good for a blue chew night. That it will. I'm just saying that it will get your super chats in guys you'll get your question or statement read on the air ah oh, boy so alexis playground dewdrop and eva marie are there uh eva marie is not a good actress this is not good dialogue you're None barely getting good. this <laughs> this is just not good um geez man this you was, know, it is we, fun to say do drop, Sean. Do yeah, drop, sure. Do drop for sure. And then Nikki's having a conversation with Riddle backstage, and I'm like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. This is one of the the worst Riddle segments that I've seen recently. Um, not not great for Nikki either. Because I mean, I, Nikki, you didn't like it. No, I didn't. Wow, I didn't. Sean. And usually so, it's the other way around. Usually you like this stuff and I don't. I thought well, that I mean, they were hilarious together because they both have this kind of like, you know, like airheady vibe. Hers is obviously different. Yeah, it just well. It just wasn't for me. And I mean, I know that this type of stuff isn't meant for me, so I give it a little bit more leeway. Uh Evan Wright says, Does Eva Marie have any redeemable qualities? She looks like a star. I mean, that's, that's about it. Um, but Brandon Rosen says, where's Randy Orton? Do you mean the Viper, Randy Orton? Well, I don't know where the Viper is, but I know where the Python is because that back tab right there, Denise, that's white Python on the SRS ones. White Python. Snakeskin. Wow. I've never seen snakeskin. I know you haven't. You don't live like that. Uh, I don't know where Randy Orton is. I'm trying to find out. Intangible one says, by the way, F the people who caused Naomi to leave Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like, don't get personal with people, guys. It's so weird. It's so weird. I I can't imagine the amount of, first off, the amount of vitriol that, that Naomi just gets for being a black woman in general. But then you compound that with dumbass wrestling fans and dumbass fans that think that she's responsible for some stupid shit that her husband did, and she's not responsible for it. Leave her alone for the love of yeah. God. Don't get personal with that. 
it's just weird too, because that was one of the things that like you always see. And this was something that um, I know Ariana Grande was speaking a lot about this because every time there's like somebody like a, a guy in the media eye or, you know, as a celebrity or whatever. And if he has some sort of troubles, it's always like blame the woman, not blame the woman, but the woman is always expected to like, take care of this person to be like the one responsible to calm them down or to get them away from these things. And I hate that stuff because I just feel like it's, if somebody has issues, it doesn't mean that just because you're their spouse that you can like go ahead and help them out of those issues. Like you don't know what she's going, what's going on with them or her beyond behind closed doors. And it's not for me or for anybody to speculate, but I just kind of think it's pretty messed up that people were writing stuff to her and also like, yeah, it's messed up, and I'm not surprised either. I'm not even going to act like I'm surprised. No, not surprised either. Ever the villain says, has Lily been permanently timed out? It seems like it. Um, no, her doll, her doll is officially up for sale. Everybody kept sending me screenshots of Lily being sold on WWEshop.com. Yeah, um, it seems, I hope it is, because it sucked. It was so bad. Uh, before we get into the women's match, Ian says... I don't know what to say. So thank you guys for another Monday. Great scoop on Sonia, Sean. Yeah, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Got some news on her up. What did you think of this tag team match? Nikki Cross, or it was uh, a fatal four-way, rather. Nikki Cross defeated Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss via pinfall. We get Eva Marie and Dewdrop popping up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Marie wasn't great, wasn't good, but uh, what did you think of this match? All right, Sean, I feel like we swapped places here. Okay, so first and foremost, like, yeah, you know I haven't been a fan of this Eva Marie do drop thing, but I think of out of all the weeks, I think today I hated it the least. I, 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 that's the, probably the nicest compliment that I could give it. I hated it the least today. Although you should know that maybe my views were very different today because I started raw 40 minutes late today. I didn't start on the dot. <sighs> So I maybe didn't, that's why listen, I'm happier. I didn't even get home from picking up the SRS ones until 40 minutes into the show. Uh, but so, next week, I, next week I will be watching Raw from the start because fans are there. So I'm gonna watch it straight up. Like I'm not gonna skip out on anything there. Plus, some exciting stuff might happen as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, so I feel like maybe that's why I, I have like a different 
nicer view today because I, I came in late. But anyways, um, I would I like to the stuff I did like about this match, very minimal stuff, but I got to point it out. Um, I thought Asuka came in with a fire that, you know, she always has. And that obviously came through. Uh, she had some very nice moments with Naomi in there. Um, I liked uh, the attempted double pin by Naomi. I thought that was really good as well. And um, I thought the way that Nikki won, I thought that was a fun way for her to win the match. I thought that was good too. The little interaction between Alexa and Dewdrop and and Eva Marie wasn't terrible. Uh, it doesn't make sense because it may, it's making Dewdrop seem even more confusing because at first, I mean, I don't even know what she was telling Alexa Bliss, but I assume that she was kind of giving her the pass of, hey, go on and do whatever you want with Eva Marie. And then they kind of teased that. And then obviously she didn't because Dewdrop came and helped her out. So it's kind of like, all right, Dewdrop, you got to tell me here. Why exactly? They got to explain it. Why exactly is she, you know, doing everything that Eva Marie wants her to do? I think at this point now they got to explain it because it's making Dewdrop kind of look a little dumb. So you got to give her something for me to at least say, you know what? She's doing it for a reason. She's taking the L for a reason. You know what? That would make me respect her more on camera, obviously. But yeah, it was just there. Intangible one says, not a raw super chat, but I guess for Deanna's challenger is going to be returning Mickey James as a one-off, even if she's in NWA. I'll say this, I'll get an interview with whoever it is. Uh, up next, we had a Viking Raiders promo, AJ and Omos promo. Then Ivar beat AJ Styles in a very quick match. And then Omos beat Eric in a very quick match. This is standard 50-50 stuff. I thought the promo the Viking Raiders cut was awful you mean aren't the greatest people ever and smell delicious and are incredibly sexy to women i mean it's it's just so just oh they're like i remember i remember them in ring of honor as killing machines they were war machine they would just destroy people and this just oh this is not it uh the match with aj and Ivar was just way too quick. And like I said, before WrestleMania, he was winning so much that we're like, oh my God, they're building him up for Triple H. Ever since he said he was going to challenge for the title, lose, 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 lose. Guy never wins anymore. And it's when he's a champion. It's so weird to me, Denise. Omos is super limited. Um, So when somebody does beat him, hopefully he can make them look good. Uh, But... Evan Wright says he misses Hanson and Ray Rowe. I do too. And somebody goes, that's not their characters now. Yeah, I know. Their characters now suck. That's the point. Their characters now suck. They were better before. Their characters now are very cartoonish. That's the problem is that instead of making them look like badasses, now they're just, you know, they're kind of they're trying to be who they're supposed to be, who they naturally can be. They're acting like trying to be those guys. So it's it's not. Yeah, it's not the greatest. But I will say this, though, even though the age of styles 
Ivar match was really fast. I thought that for what it was, it was really fun. And it kind of bothered me that it was so fast because they gave us a really nice tease. Obviously, you know, you have AJ bumping like crazy for Ivar. Ivar's still this big guy who can do pretty great stuff in there. So it's always impressive. You mix those two up together, you get a pretty fun match. And so they could have gone a lot longer with this one, I think. Um, with Ivar winning, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it, but I like it. I was a fan of it. Um, with Amaz and Eric, uh obviously the only good part of this match was when eric was essentially trying to take omas down because you know he was trying to do everything in his power to do so so i liked that um really the only thing that omas brings to the table is he's funny the guy's legit funny he doesn't even try to be funny but he makes me laugh yeah. uh even just with like facial expressions and the way that he's so over dramatic with like the sound effects that she's that he's making during his matches but i mean other than that there really wasn't much to take yeah. from this it was a nice little you know chunk of time here i didn't mind it i do wish they've, that the aj ivar would have been match a match would have been longer yeah i do too they've got people selling like crazy for omas omas just ran in to to eric and he was down for over 30 seconds. In WWE, that's a very, very, very long time. Now, by the way, this person didn't send a super chat, but if you're going to chat and say, wins and losses do not matter in WWE, listen, this is our show. If we want them to matter and we say, hey, we wish they would matter, it's our fucking show. It's our show. Sheamus is on Raw Talk, says, who do you think will win the briefcases at Money in the Bank? I think Big E... Who do you think on the women's side? All right. I kind of I kind of hope for Liv Morgan. I don't know. And maybe it's like too that. out there, but I kind of got to go for Liv Morgan for a second. I would love that. Uh, Brandon Rosen says, fans returning aside, are either of you expecting next Raw, next week's Raw to be good? It, yeah. it should be. I hope so. If it's not, it's going to be a very bad. It's not going to be a good start if it's not good. So they got to make it good. Cyclops says they would uh, have fit in the WWE mid eighties. Yikes. Definitely like early nineties too. And they would have been great. I mean, they're, they are a great tag team an amazing tag team, but this, this gimmick and these promos are not good. B Barber says SRS and Hollywood Salcedo. <laughs> Thank you for watching and reviewing the show. So I can keep my sanity. This ish is awful. It ain't great. It is not great. Ken Shiro says, I know Lucha Blog said there's no chance for any AEW ROH action, but do you think we see Andrade going for Bandito at some point? Uh, eventually, yeah. I, I think that I think there will be AEW ROH action eventually. I think everybody's going to end up working together. Some stuff I heard this week, not necessarily about them, but just in general, very promising. I mean, straight up, uh, the, the, the report I have on Fightful Select right now about MLW using the LAX trademark or using using that term, it's promising stuff. It's looking good. Not Bogan says, I'm late to the stream, but 1080p Sean with his baby face shoes. Oh my God. And he plays Sean Michaels music. And you know what? And we're talking about, we're talking about uh, WWE getting out of the Thunderdome next week. They're getting out of Florida, Denise, for the first time in forever. You know, Florida is where a bunch of gators are, but also my shoes are where a bunch of gators are look at that that glazed gator swoosh srs once denise from goi kicks look that can you believe it can you believe it denise john you need to be on like the home shopping network because you can literally turn anything into a sales pitch i know 
clip and we're, we're talking send it into them you might make thousands of you know how much they pay for those jobs a lot they pay uh, a lot and i mean they were talking about teams fitting in in the early 90s late 80s with with those teams there these srs ones would fit in there look at that it's nasty boy-esque with the paint Christ. i thought you were going a totally different direction kicks oh it's amazing uh cyclops says how long are roosh and lee uh signed to roh i don't know I, i'll have to I'll, I'll have to look into it you did usually announce that like a couple months ago actually that they had re-signed uh, or something I, yeah but i don't think they have it a date but usually it's through the end of a year or something like that um I'll look up the fightful contracts right now. Uh, but your boy baby says, Luffy, all do you think Priest will win the U.S. title? And we had a super chat saying Priest is back. Priest has been back. It's just Denise, for some reason, he's been playing old buddy to a bunch of people. Yeah, he's been the BFF backstage, that's for sure. But that was actually one of my predictions. I think it would. And I know a lot of people are like, well, not a lot of people. There were a couple of people that were thinking that it was too soon. But my prediction is that next week, and maybe it is too soon. I don't know. But next week, uh, I'm predicting Priest, Sheamus, U.S. title. Bam, Priest wins, gets a nice pop from the crowd. I think that would be a good thing to do for the, the live audience. Yeah, I like that. So backstage, Sheamus is not happy about facing Humberto. He's got a new great mask. That's cool. Uh, but... Sheamus beats the brakes off of Humberto. Humberto is being tended to by officials, and also you see Ali and Mansoor there. Ali made a nice tweet later on saying, you always got to watch your back. I like how Ali was smart enough to tie that into his storyline because Ali is the man, so credit to him. The beatdown was good, but Humberto is like, no, no, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going we're gonna to keep doing it. He gets kicked in the face and beaten up. This is match number four. The feud has been three months long. Uh, I'm ready to move on. And apparently Sheamus is too because Damian Priest is out. And that match would be awesome. Fortunately, Denise, we're going to get to see Damian Priest versus Sheamus like six times. Yeah. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Denise, Sheamus is because he got punched in the face. They did Umberto dirty, though. They really did. I mean, they sure made did. him look dumb. I Put him in a tag team already. Save that guy. Him. Yeah, I feel bad. Honestly, there's just nothing good coming out of any of that. And there was a, there was a moment during this long story that I, you know, I was rooting for Umberto. I thought that they were doing right by him for a moment in time in this long, you know, however months you just said it was. And it's just like... That's it's not the way that they did things tonight. I wasn't a fan of it. Obviously, if it's going to lead to the possibility of Damian Priest becoming U.S. champion, then I'm not going to complain. I'll shut up. I won't complain. But he should be U.S. champion. Yeah, he should. But the point is that they did Umberto dirty. That's where I will end it with that. Yeah, I I think so as well. Oh, man. Uh, Enter the Villain says, Time for the Gucci Hollywood Hammer Heels. Oh, boy. And somebody wants to create a GoFundMe for Hollywood Salcedo Ones. Oh, man. That would be have you ever Have you ever designed any any clothes, gear, anything like that? When I was little, 
I would Ooh. like design gear for like potential wrestlers that I created sure. in my mind when I was bored. Oh, you know what I would do as a kid? I would draw the future images of what I wanted to look like. Oh, and I okay. not looking anything like what I wanted to look like. <laughs> but when I was a kid, Fair. that's what I would do. <laughs> Guys, reminder, leave a thumbs up on this video. Also on the channel today, I dropped an interview with Willie Mack ahead of Slammiversary. He's got a big tag team title match. Check it out. Uh, I've got another interview dropping this week. I just don't know who it's going to be yet. I'm trying to flush out the schedule and see see how all that works out. But a lot of great interviews up. But uh, again, guys, get those super chats in as we're heading down the home stretch. Brystar says, surprise, splash holes. Enjoyed the Drippachet match. Ricochet and John Morrison had a very sports entertainment Falls Count Anywhere match. They did go all over the place. Uh, they they had a lot of cute spots. There were some fun spots, one through the ladder. Riddle has been helping out, helping out Morrison because Randy Orton is not around. I don't know what's up with Orton. I'm trying to find out. Wouldn't be shocked if he was just like, I'm not on money in the bank. Just give me three or four weeks off. Like, he was supposed to have time off after Mania. Uh, Ricochet gets the win. I'm glad he got the win. I've liked this little mini feud between he and John Morrison. I think it's been booked pretty well. Uh, what'd you think about it, Denise? When this match started, I thought it was really lame. I was like, oh, my God, this match sucks. Because they were, instead of utilizing the stipulation, they were kind of going for all of these pinfalls that they knew were unnecessary. We knew were unnecessary. Nobody nobody expected a three count during any of those pinfalls. And I thought that it really slowed down the start of this match. But once, I think like after we saw that 450 from Ricochet. I mean, things really turned the tables from there. I thought once they actually let Ricochet, you know, show how good he is, how athletic he is, and actually show the things that he's good at, that's when this match went from, you know, point A to point B, just got so much better. Uh, even the incorporation of Matt Riddle coming out and, you know, essentially, you know, messing with the Miz and his wheelchair and all of that was pretty funny. Um, the frog splash and through and through the ladder, I thought was great. So it definitely picked up and made for a very entertaining match that I'm actually was probably the best part of Raw. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that Lashley promo, um, I was I was digging this. This was fun. It was harmless. It was very sports entertainment, and I'm okay with that. Matt James says kudos to a good match between Morrison and Ricochet. However, I don't know if I want to see them risk doing all the spots a week before they're returning in front of fans who can truly, truly show their appreciation. They still got a build for a pay-per-view with fans this weekend. So I really didn't mind that, but we got a backstage segment, Natalia and Tamina. So, uh, but Oh, before that, uh, Cyclops says riddle out here looking for a father figure. I, I guess, I guess, but Randy is not that, but riddle said that he wants to cash in money in the bank for the raw tag team titles. And I'm just like, all you got to do is ask for a title shot, man. That's it. That is Brandon, true. Brandon Rosen says that neck breaker off the apron and Morrison Ricochet could have ended the match disastrously. Yeah, there's some stuff that whew, I'm like, that spot could have waited. <laughs> and Joel Pearl reminds us, we do have watch-alongs on Slammiversary and Money in the Bank on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, Vincent Millage says, imagine if Randy Orton comes out and helps Riddle win Money in the Bank briefcase and finally gives Riddle a fist bump. I think people would pop. <laughs> I think they would too. If he finally like turns them into like, not turns them into him, but gets them on the same page. Yeah. I think that would be pretty funny. That would be awesome. 
So backstage, we see Natalia, who lost last week. Uh, Brandon Charles Powell says, how is Natalia in Money in the Bank after getting pinned Friday? WWE. That's how. Not even that. I hate the way that this was essentially revealed uh, on social media. I mean, come on. And they didn't even make a big deal of it on Raw. Like, it should have been something that was like, hey, she's officially. I felt like they kind of were like, oh, she's in it. And that was it. Like, it's easily very forgettable that she was even included into this match. Well, she says she wants to accomplish something for the first time, which is all the stuff she's done and nobody else has done. And then Tamina's like, yeah, yeah, but listen over here. Mandy and Dana are around the corner. And they they pushed her, pushed Dana hard, which is funny. But I'm like, you guys have beaten them like twice now. You beat them in a singles match, beat them in a six-person six tag. They walked out because a match wasn't worth it to them. Like, why would you even care about giving them a time of day, Denise? I didn't care about this segment whatsoever. I was watching and I was not taking in any of the information that was being said. I was just watching and I just didn't care. I did not care about this. Well, BFG says couple of bucks for Rhea and Natty. I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed the match too. I thought Natty's powerbomb on Rhea was badass. We always say it. Rhea is the biggest five foot seven woman ever. Like I can't believe she's just five foot seven as if that's short. But Natty hitting the powerbomb on her was good. And for all the, the criticism I give WWE's production, there was the spot where Natalia had her leg tied up with Rhea and got slammed into the corner. If they would have kept the side angle instead of the angle they used, it would have looked bad. But they switched the camera angle, and you saw it facing on, and it looked really, really good. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets the moment the riptide. Charlotte comes out and attacks. Jamie Miles says, does troll face or does Charbot end up money in the bank? I think so. But um, I thought this was a solid match. It's just nobody, everybody knew that Natalia was going to lose. But I mean, I, I watch and enjoy matches on plenty of other companies where I know somebody's going to lose. I thought Natalia did some good stuff here. See, and this is the thing is that Natty, she is so good at obviously what she does. And I feel like any time that, you know, you they say, oh, Natty's going to have a match with so-and-so, people tend to be like, oh, like, okay. Why? Because they haven't necessarily given her, they have to give her more credibility when she has these matches because this was honestly the best match that Rhea Ripley has had on Raw at, at, since she's, she's, she's just since she's been there, since she's became champion. I don't remember so many of her matches being all of that, you know, all of that great on Raw. And this was probably the best one that I can remember off the top of my head. And a lot of that was due to the fact that that Natty was in this match with her and that, you know, Natty can have a match, a good match with just about anybody. And so, you know, with that being said, I do think that WWE should give her more credibility so that when she is put into these matches, you know, they could utilize her in a way to, again, elevate your champion. And this match that she had with Rio today was awesome. Uh, I love when Rio just like headbutted her. I thought that was really cool. And I just wish that they would. Um, I thought this was a good way to use Natty. And it, it made Rhea Ripley look good tonight. Cyclops says, it's not worth it. It's not worth it, Mandy. Uh, also, we had a super chat this on the SmackDown show that I didn't read. Uh, I missed it. The Enduring Icon said, thanks for everything you guys do. Happy 5th. We appreciate you all so much. If you guys want to relive some good fightful memories, we had that on the list in your boy last week so thank you to everybody who had kind words intangible one says what if money in the bank is where orton turns on riddle he's about to win orton comes out of nowhere pulls him off the ladder into that rko 
I'm, I, I want them to get mileage out of this. I want them to keep it going on. I think it would be too soon for him to turn on Riddle. If that is the plan for down the line, I think it's still, I still think they can do a whole lot more with them together as a duo. I believe we have covered all of Raw now. We did. We've got a prediction show tomorrow. There's also the Booty Pro Wrestling Media call. Oh my God, can't believe that's happening. Um, I will be out on Friday, but we will still have, of course, a live post show. This week it is Joel Pearl and uh jeremy lambert and then next week i'll be in denver i've actually got the weekend off not working but how about this we got robert d felice filling in for jeremy and filling in for me pineapple pete shook dunkerton is gonna fill in i'm so excited for that it's gonna be great brandon charles powell says tag team sap and sato killing it tonight killing it almost as much as my srs ones from goi kicks guys check out allform.com slash fightful uh, regardless of, of what your furniture situation is, show them some love. Hit them up on Twitter at All Form Home. The more of you that hit uh, hit them up and say, oh, you know what, we heard about you from Fightful, the more likely they are to support us. And when they support us, we can bring you more shows. That's very important. And, of course, FightfulSelect.com. I posted three news stories today. Have a podcast up there. We got two podcasts up tomorrow. News every single day, even when I'm out of town. Denise, what do you got going on? All right. Well, I will definitely be here on Saturday talking about Slammiversary. Obviously, I'll be back with you on Sunday to talk about WWE Money in the Bank. I got lots of interviews planned for this week, which I will be dropping, and you'll see who they are once the interviews actually drop. You can follow me on YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter nice. and Instagram at underscore Denise. What are you talking about? You have like a zillion interviews coming up. All right. I so do. Twitter. Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. That is where I promote all my live streams, all my interviews, and pretty much everything that I do. So go ahead and check that out. I've got a giant backlog of interviews. I've got I've got like a backlog for a month. Sean, since and I've I, known you, you've had this backlog of interviews. Well, yeah, but I mean, like there are some instances, like obviously the Patriot, rest in peace, had a special occasion where I could release that one. But like I try to release two a week. I try to go... Monday or Tuesday, Thursday or Friday. I got like 10 interviews in the can. And I got two more tomorrow. I'm interviewing Virgil for some reason tomorrow. He's got a video game coming out. But then I'm going to Nashville and I'm getting more interviews. Then I'm going to Vegas and getting hopefully more. Hopefully we're getting stuff in Vegas, Denise. I don't I know. So. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. I mean, aside from been, the event, obviously. Yeah, that too. That's kind of important. But guys, uh, tune in Tuesday noon tentatively, unless, quite frankly, if WWE gives me an interview tomorrow at noon, it'll be delayed. But uh, myself and Kate Hensler will be live making predictions for Money in the Bank and for Slammiversary. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.